And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's Marvelous, Monumental, Most Fascinating, Massively Mind-Bending Monday as we join our hearts and minds as one and draw closer to the King of Kings and glorify his name. First, Job cries out about his sadness. This is directly related to the loss of his kids. Money is money, just a tool. But your own kin is precious, even if they're walking in a wayward fashion. But he's quick to say this is the reason that he's, he's speaking so bitterly, that it's because of his family loss. While we may not justify his speech, we should be empathetic and sympathetic to his position. At least levels of compassion exceed the law in the heart and mind of God, and we should be well aware of that. Okay, next, all my terrors are because of God. Well, that's what Job said, but not exactly. What Job does do is make a great argument for the moment. He states that even a donkey, listen to this, even a donkey, love that word, complains that there's no water and the oxen whine that there's no food. Absolutely true. Props where props are due. However, Job, justifying himself by comparing himself, one who's made in the image of likeness of God, to a donkey and an oxen is not really that accurate or complimentary. So then there's that. And then finally, there's a minor shift in potentially logical thinking. Job compares all this to people not having salt and having to eat Oh, having to eat uncooked egg whites. <laughs> That's what he compares it to. What this has to do with the death of the kids and the total loss of his positions is a little thin. But his point is that people that complain about this stuff, it, they complain about it all the time. So how much more should he be able to complain because he suffered a genuine loss? The real problem is this. Complaining at all is, in fact... A sin. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Noive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show. You guys know that. David at he must org. That's David at he must org. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can text that anytime. I don't always respond right away because it takes me a little while to read the text and get everything going in the flow, but just be patient. And then also you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. That's a cool thing to do because when you make that call, you will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. <laughs> 
All right, now in this definition of talking to Dynamite D, I'm going to take some liberty, okay? Because I'm going to tell you, and you just got to give me a second to explain it, and you'll understand it. Talking to Dynamite D is like finding the most awesome electric razor for your head after 24 years of shaving with a blade. For my birthday, I somebody got me, my wife got me, uh, an electric razor, and it is phenomenal. It takes me two and a half minutes, what used to take me 25 minutes. I thought that was a bit of a personal analogy, Dave, but yeah. I'll take it though. Yeah. That's no, lovely. It's like, it's like the best thing ever. It's like, I'm like, I don't even mind shaving. See, before it was like, I have to shave. And I was like, I get to shave. You know, and it massages your head. And, oh my goodness, I'm so happy about that. <laughs> I know. It's the little things. Leave me alone. Uh, here's your trivia question. Who reassured some women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. Who reassured the women this? Who said that? Ooh, Joanne and Cordelia. Pow, pow. They're legendary. That is fast and fast. Fast and fast. Okay. And fast and fast. Okay. Uh, see if you guys can get that down. Let's see what else I got to cover. Uh, okay. So, who reassured some women? Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, he has risen. That's a good one right there. If you think you know what we were supposed to do, somebody's calling in. That's good because you can call in 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483. Or send an email to david at hemusincrease.org. Somebody is ready to answer the question. We will send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? 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 <laughs> Hello? The, uh, is this, who is this? Is this Deborah? This, yes, sir. Hi. How you doing, Deborah? I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. I did have a nice weekend, and it was really nice and simple and easy, and I was just, I loved it. In fact, I, I wish all my weekends were that simple. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> all right, you ready to answer the trivia question? I think so. I think you'll get it. I have, I have confidence. Who reassured some women... Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen. An angel? That is correct, Amundo! You are right! All right. Excellent guess. It was an angel who said, don't worry. He's not here. He's alive. They were probably going, what? What? He's alive? What do you mean? <laughs> Amazing, right? Oh, great, yes, great sir. job. That was a great guess, by the way. Very, very good job. All right. Well, thank you, and y'all have a good afternoon. All right. Thanks. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> Great job. All right, Deborah, stepping up. Very, very nice. Everybody who uh, who texted in, by the way, which was several, several people, everybody got it right. So that was really, really good. Okay? All right. What are we doing? Are we doing a show? We don't know what we're doing half the time. <laughs> I know, but don't you like that? <laughs>
That's about as organic as it can get. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. All right, all right. so uh, we need prayer for wisdom for the next 12 months for the ministry. We signed that contract. I already told everybody that, and then Noel and I are talking about moving closer to the station. So just we're just starting that process. That could take quite some time. Uh, knowing her and I, that would take a year. <laughs> I'm just telling you. So just be in prayer for us. We would appreciate it. Let's get into the text. We're in Job. And I want to be careful when I'm teaching on Job. I don't want to bog down, so we're going to move a little faster. But I want you to hear some of the things he says, because what ultimately happens in teachings on Job is they people teach chapter 1, 2, 3, and then they skip up to 31, 32, 33. And it's like, but there's so many great things on the in-between. In fact, on the in-between is, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. Don't you think that's a good thing to know? Good thing to hear? It's like, these are the lines that I don't want to miss just because there's there's a lot of context and a lot of uh, wording in it. But we want to catch what he what he has to say. And this first one is a doozy because I I respect Job for this. I mean, just he's, he's, he's a brother, okay? I know it's hard to think of Job as a brother, but he's a brother. And listen to what he says. Job spoke again. If my sadness could be weighed and my troubles can be put on the scales, they would be heavier than all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke so rashly. For the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows. He has sent his poisoned arrows deep within my spirit. All God's terrors are arrayed against me. And then he says this, and this is an amazing statement. Don't I have a right to complain? Wild donkeys bray when they have no, find no green grass. And oxen low when they have no food. And people complain when there is no salt for their food. Okay, so understanding that Job is coming from a really hard place and getting that, okay, he recognizes he spoke rashly. Have you ever spoken rashly? I have. I'm a radio talk guy. You know how many times I've spoken rashly? I mean, it's got to be in the tens of thousands. And then when I pray or when I'm talking about something or when I'm saying something to my wife and you're giving her my such brilliant responses, and then I speak rashly and I forget, hey, you're supposed to have compassion when you talk to people. You're supposed to have love. You're supposed to be aware that they're in pain. I'm like, ooh, that's probably good, right? Now, Job, I'm not going to say what he says is correct, but it's not like I can't understand it. And I think that that's part of why I really like the book of Job. He goes, don't I have a right to complain? I mean, donkeys, they're complaining. Oxen, they're complaining when they don't have food. People complain when there's no salt. Look at the stuff that's happened in my life. It's really, it's, it's, it's hard. And that's what he's saying. And I don't, I, this is not the time, I think, this is not the time to go, well, Job, it's because you're just a bad person. This is why God let this happen. But that would be the tendency from a legalistic point of view. Instead of being compassionate, instead of justifying God, but also recognizing the pain of the person. There is this tendency we have to somehow that, and and believe me, I'm one of the worst people at this, that you can sum up what God is doing as though you understand every nuance of what God is doing. And we don't. We don't know each 
element. Now, there's nothing wrong with believing those elements will turn out for good. There's nothing wrong with standing in the promises of God. There's everything right in looking at this from an eternal perspective. And one thing you do get about Job, he doesn't bring eternity hardly into anything. Okay, That's Job's fault. Okay, There's no, no argument there. That's his own, it's his own undoing. But the way we engage with people, and it's the spirit with which we engage. Now, I'm not saying you justify people. I don't believe you should justify anybody's sin, no matter how many letters in the alphabet they use. I think you should speak the truth. But when somebody is hurting, I think there is a, I believe scripture is very clear that compassion connects you. Compassion connects you to a person with the heart of God. Okay? All right. Understand there's another Amber Alert going on. We're getting a lot of those of late. That's I haven't gotten them on my end. Yeah, yeah, getting a lot of those happening lately. Um, So Deborah did a great job answering that trivia question. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. And that hope that is offered to us is something that's supposed to greatly encourage us. Uh, Jesus brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Through the gospel that Jesus died on the cross, he was buried, and three days later he rose again. And by faith in the testimony of God, you can live forever. That hope is offered to us. If that hope is offered to you and you have not yet accepted, acknowledged, and surrendered to it, I ask you to do so right this second. I don't even care if you do a fancy prayer. Just say, God, save me in Jesus' name. You will be saved. If you believe that Jesus Christ died on that cross, was buried three days later, he rose again, and you surrender your heart to Jesus Christ, turning from where you were and turning to him, you will find life right now. You might be out there thinking, there's no way it can be that easy. Wrong. But you have to receive it. You have to surrender to it. You have to acknowledge God's testimony and say yes to Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what the world says. Doesn't matter what your friends say. Doesn't matter what any other family member says. It only matters for your decision before God in regards to his testimony relating to Jesus Christ and your sins. And that's the hope that is offered to us. And we can be greatly encouraged by that. And that hope is an anchor to our soul. That anchor makes it so that even if the winds are heavy and the waves are intense, we don't get tossed and lost. That there is some stability. That there is some, there is some strength. And you can't be like these people that have no hope. They have, they're, they're, oh, all there is is this life and there's nothing else. That's why they're trying to sin their brains out because they don't think there's anything else left. 
but they're going to die and face God. And he's going to ask regarding his, his account that he's given in relationship to Jesus Christ. And they're going to have to answer. And if they have rejected, then they will be as they have placed themselves as people with no hope. But if you're a person that has not made that decision to say yes to Jesus Christ, make that decision right now. If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our next trivia question. So I do want to remind people that if you did not get to hear some of that part that I was teaching on, do listen to the podcast today because it'll be on the podcast. Okay, so the uh, I think I'm correct in saying that the podcasts don't pick up the Amber Alerts or whatever. And it's really important to understand that when we're ministering to people and they're hurting, that compassion of God that's in our heart, that's what we should be connecting with them in. It doesn't mean that we don't point out sin. It doesn't mean that we don't challenge. It doesn't mean that we don't stand up for truth. But there's a lot being said about what the spirit is with which everybody's doing things. And that's one of the elements that I think the church does miss, you know, by maybe without training or maybe without somebody helping. And that is we need to have the heart that Jesus had when he was ministering to people when people are hurting. That's what we need to have. All right, here's your next trivia question. This is a one or the other. Did Balaam or Barak say, build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams? Did Balaam say that to Barak or did Barak say that to Balaam? That's simply the question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at org. It's easy to think of it in this terms. Uh, the prophet, well, people will argue, well, that guy was a false prophet. He was nonetheless called a prophet. Which one of them two were a prophet? <laughs> That's really what the question is, okay? All right. So unfortunately for all of you, I have in my hand yet more comedy. That's right. You know why? Because that's how I live. <laughs> this is why. It's Monday. You might as well smile. Every day is like this. So what if it's Monday? What if the Lord comes back on a Monday? Mondays are bad. What if Jesus comes, comes back on a Monday? Yeah, then I guess Monday would have been the best. That's uh, my whole point. Okay. A uh, couple of good one-liners. I will let Dynamite D be the uh, official uh, arbiter of good, bad, or indifferent. Here we go. Uh, this These two sayings are pretty good. Too many people say our father on Sunday, but spend the rest of the week acting like orphans. <laughs> see, 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 that's a good one. Uh, a hypocrite is a person who pretends to be burying the hatchet when he's just using the hatchet to dig up dirt. Ooh, that's a mean one right there. I don't know. All right, you're two more. Ready? All right. After attending a prayer meeting where everybody prayed very loud, a little boy remarked if they lived nearer to God, they would not have to pray so loud. (laughs) All right. This is my fave. (laughs) I don't know why I like stuff like this, but this is just funny. All right. The child knelt at his bed to say his prayers. Mother waiting in the hallway called, I can't hear you praying. 
It doesn't matter, Mom, said the little boy. I wasn't speaking to you. <laughs> Tommy Jesus! <laughs> I love that. That was a good one. That was a good one, right? I'm not talking to you. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, back to... Uh, I know those are that was a really good one. I thought that was really good. I'm not talking to you, Mom. Uh, did Balaam or Barak? Because it's it's it could be Barak, it could be Barak. It's like it doesn't matter. One of them was a prophet. One of them wasn't. Which one was the prophet? Because one of them said, "Build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams." And by the way, false prophet or not, the Lord still spoke to him, so you should probably keep that in mind. Uh, let's go back to the text because I don't want to miss this. I don't want to misunderstand what Job is saying, and I don't want us to misunderstand what Job is saying. That's why I want to try and have the right spirit in, in when we're approaching this and talking about this. Here's what he says. Job spoke, and the sadness, if my sadness could be weighed and my troubles could be put on the scales, they would be heavier than all the sands of the sea. That is why I spoke rashly. So it's not as though Job doesn't know that he's saying things he needs to be uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He needs to be careful, right? And he says this, For the Almighty has struck me down with his arrows and sent his poison arrows deep within my spirit. All God's terrors are arrayed against me. Okay, that line is wrong. He's wrong. All God's terrors are not arrayed against him. The truth of the matter is he was the subject of a bragging scenario that God bragged about him. But even Job now is like, he's got to be against me. He's got to be against me. Look at all this stuff that's happening. And that's what we do. When things don't go well, and they, they it's like that for a lot of us, we start thinking that God is in opposition to us. As opposed to thinking that everything that the Lord allows has purpose and intent. You know, if all things work together for good and God knows what he's doing, is there anything the Lord allows that escapes him that he's like, oh, I missed that one? Everything the Lord permits, he permits for purpose. And you might be thinking, well, I don't like that. Purpose is painful to me and that hurts me and I, I get frustrated with it. Yeah, me too. Welcome to the human race. It's awesome. Here's the bottom line to that. The Lord is not going to leave you hanging in a tree out on a limb without bringing you relief and grace and mercy. But that doesn't mean he's not going to use those tough times to produce what he wants to see. And in this case, he was defeating man's enemy with the rightness of the followers of God. And you just think about that. If, if, if Job had shifted that to, as opposed to God is against me, just shifted that to God's doing something. I don't like it, but he's doing something. I know he's going to help me out, but I wish he'd finish. <laughs> it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot different is what I'm trying to communicate. Then he says this, the wild donkeys bray when they find no gr green grass, the oxen low, the oxen low when they have no food. People complain there's no salt for their food. How tasteless is an uncooked white of an egg. My appetite disappears when I look at it. I gag at the thought of eating it. He's going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here. I think everybody could agree. And then he says this, Oh, that I might have my request that God would grant my hope. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would reach out his hand and kill me. Now listen to that. What he's asking for is for an end to it. I just want it over. Have you gone through a trial with somebody 
Have you gone through a, you know, some kind of trial and you just thought, man, I just wish this, I just, just bring it to a close, man. Just bring it, bring it to, that's exactly what Job is saying. And if you're there talking to him, instead of building up your reserve to rebuke him, as is going to happen with his, with his really good comforting friends, it's understanding that feeling that sometimes you just want it to be done. Please, just be done. I'm done. Help me. Help me. And so the, the problem with the prayer is that he's just putting himself in with everybody but doesn't, does not recognize he's favored by God. He's a child of the Most High God. Here's the connect. You're favored by God through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, and there's nothing that the Lord is allowing in your life that he doesn't have a purpose for. And while you are tempted to complain and to tell God, you you just like, yep, can't take this because this is good. You know, just, just kill me. Come on, get it over with. Just kill me. While you, the part of you wants to do that, and it's understandable when the pain is really serious or the relationship is really in detriment, you don't know what God will resurrect. I want to say something, and I'm going to be really careful how I do it because I don't want to make any mention of any names. But somebody reached out to me on my birthday that I hadn't heard from in a year and a half. I thought it was over. Guess what? God didn't. And what I'm trying to say by that is we might think it's one way. We might consider it all to be something specific. That's not how the Lord does it. He doesn't walk by our time frame. And some of those trials, uh, relatives, situations, finances, whatever they are, God is working something way past you and I. Could, could, you, could you not just sit down with Job and go, dude, dude, God's bragging about you, right? Don't you want to do that? Do you not think the angels want to do that with you and me? Dave, Dave, God's bragging about you. Stop complaining about it. Right? Like, ooh. Oh, get it? Okay. All right. Trivia question. Did Balaam or Barak say, build me seven altars here and prepare uh, seven bulls and seven rams? And it was Balaam who said that to Barak. And though Balaam was a false prophet, God still spoke to him and told him what to do. He got into a little trouble later on, just in case you guys don't know this, because later on, deeper, many years after this, he got killed by the Israelis. But the point is, it was Balaam who was the prophet. Balaam was the answer to the trivia question. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This is from our good friend, Pastor Ray. He wrote this uh, wonderful devotional called When Grace is Tangible. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. That's John chapter 1, verse 14. There is more to grace than I ever imagined. Now, I'm going to stop you right there. So I was praying. Uh, this is in the last month, and I even wrote it down in my little journal how I believe the Lord had communicated to me personally that I do not understand the depth of God's grace. So then this devotion comes. I'm like, oh, I, I just know the Lord's trying to teach me more. 
All right, let me back it up to what Ray says. There is more uh, to grace than I ever imagined. We sing of amazing grace with the hope and longing that uh, inspires people of all faiths and walks of life. Theologically, grace is defined as unmerited favor, a good, sound concept. But there is something more tangible about grace, something we can picture in our minds. God once told Moses, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Grace, as I discovered in the Hebrew language, is more than a favor granted in spite of our failings. When God says he will be gracious to whomever he chooses, he uses the word chanan, which adds a new layer of our understanding, because chanan means to show favor, mercy, to bend or to stoop. In kindness, God is not only granting favor and mercy, but the word picture is of him bending down to us in kindness, like a father getting down on his knees to embrace his children. There's even more to this picture. The root of the word Hanan means to pitch a tent, to encamp, to abide, to dwell, to rest. There is more than God granting favor. He wants to dwell with us, to camp out with us. The God who is so very beyond us, not of this world, desires for his glory to abide with us and in us. God will be gracious to whomever he chooses. And he will come and live with them and dwell with them and camp out with them, whomever he chooses. And when it makes no sense to anybody else, it doesn't matter. Even if it doesn't meet our standard of approval, the Almighty Lord desires to dwell with us, not just rule over us, certainly not to start a religion, but to love us and live with us in a tangible, real way, to show us the way, the truth, and the life. The ultimate experience of God bending down, listen to this, the ultimate experience of God bending down, stooping down to the ground to dwell amongst us is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the... David Spoon Experience, thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a Monday. Is it me? It just feels like a fun Well, you came in with a lot of energy, Dave. You know what? You passed yourself on the back for that one. Okay. Because you know what? I didn't get a lot of... Oh, I got to tell you guys what's going on. So, uh, this is so sad. Now, don't... But don't get freaked out or anything, but Birdie... Okay, so... Now Levi is our Levi's been with us for twelve years, and and he's a you know he's a boxer, he's a white boxer, and he doesn't got a lot of time. I mean that's just you know he's an older dog. That's how it's going to go. So Bertie, Bertie, we got Bertie so that Levi could have a friend and so on and so forth. And they've really become unbelievable friends. Well, Bertie hurt his paw. We don't know how. We've gone through every paw. Don't, don't we? He hurt his paw, and he couldn't. He on on Saturday he couldn't stand on the paw. You know how dogs lift up their paw and they can't stand on it. So all uh, the night of my birthday, I didn't get any sleep. I got like three oh. hours because I had to kind of take care of Bertie. He was hurting. He was hurting. Hurting. He was carrying burdens. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So uh, anyway, he's doing better today, just to let everybody know. But then, so I didn't get any sleep. So then Noel and I decided to go to bed really early yesterday, and I got like 10 hours. I was 
like, okay. You made it back, caught it. Yeah, sleep cycle. Caught, it, caught, caught back up. So uh, that's why, but though yesterday I was like going, uh, <laughs> what's going on, honey? <laughs> Apparently I'm old now where I need sleep. All right, but anyway, so pray for Bertie. He's going to be fine, but it just was kind of a sad thing. I don't know why I shared that with you guys. It's okay. All right, uh, trivia question. Where's our trivia question? Trivia question. Trivia question here. Who said to David? Ooh, this is a tough one. Ooh. Who said to David, may my Lord pay no attention to that wicked man Nabal? He's just like his name. His name is Fool, and Folly goes with him. Wow. That's a pretty decent one. That's a good one. Who said that to King David? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. I do want to send you up to the website two things. One, pods of plenty. <laughs> A lot of pods out there, I'm telling you. And then the other thing, we need money. I mean, it's not, we're not trying to, you know, it, it makes it easier for us to do the stuff we want to do. And we like doing the stuff we want to do, so we do it. Uh, please check it out. Go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. That is the sound of me blowing out my birthday candles. The day after your birthday. <laughs> There's a lot of them, you know. You know, when you're doing your birthday candles, and they have to have a fire thing right there, like a little <laughs> You know, you you went past that kind of place. For those that don't know, so it was my son's birthday yesterday, CC. I was mine was on Saturday, his was on Sunday. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So uh, you know, and then both of us sit there and go, you know, Christmas. Really kind of messing up the old birthday, so then you <laughs> just just because yeah, people have to be limited. All right. Uh somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, this is a birthday pinata. <laughs> Legendary. Legend. What's going on, brother? How are you, Samson? What's happening? Uh, good. I'm mean, just coming out from the doctor's office. So I said, okay, I'm going to answer the trivia question. Well, you know, I just want to make sure that, God, that the doctor didn't say... You ever heard that joke? He goes, yeah, you, you've got uh, five to live. And the guy goes, five. And then he goes, what does that mean? And the doctor goes, four. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a joke, brother. All right. Uh, here, answer the trivia question. Who said to David, may the Lord pay no attention to that wicked man, Nabal? He's just like his name. His name is Fool and Folly goes with him. Who said that? Uh, Abby Normal. And- <laughs> Abby Normal, Abby Gale, yes, Abby Normal. Dr- dr- Dropping in a little young Frankenstein on us, are you? That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Abby Normal, Abby Gale. That's a good job. Oh, that's funny, brother. About a young Frankenstein. Yep, yep. That's a young Frankenstein. Abby who? Abby Normal. Abby Normal. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> hilarious. Hey, let me pray over you. I want the Lord to bless you this week, okay? I want you to receive a blessing. I want you to call back in and tell me what that blessing is, okay? Let's pray. Let's, let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. I lift up my brother to you. I love my brother. Lord, he's great. He's a great brother. Thank you for letting us participate with him in his life. And we're asking you, I know it's crazy, but we're asking you, Lord, just give him a special blessing this week. Just something that he just like goes, wow. And let that be, Lord, you don't have to confirm your love. Let that just be a strengthening for him in his faith in you and his commitment to you and his standing firm in you. Your word teaches us to stand firm. The Holy Spirit you put inside us teaches us to stand firm. But give him this present, a gift of your grace, a gracelet. We ask you to bless him with that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Amen, so, brother. So you just turned 40? Yeah, I just turned 40 for the 21st time. I thought you were 22, oh, Dave. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Happy birthday, brother. Yeah, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the repeat realm of birthdays now. That's it. I'm just repeating. <laughs> uh, I love oh, you, brother. Man. Love you in the Lord. And we'll love you too, brother. All right. You, God bless. All right. Bye -bye. Be strong. Bye-bye. All right. All right. We got history. Let's do history. We got a lot to do. So let's cover let's history. Go let's 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 go here I come. It's the big one. Let's see if you guys can remember where that's from. That's a classic right there. Uh, today is Day of the Ninja. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> what is that? What is Day of the Ninja? I have no idea. Is that like a movie thing? It's got to be a movie reference or something. Uh, National Blue Jeans Day. I have worn, I thought about this. I've been here five years, uh, five years and one month. I have worn long pants in Texas in the last five years and one month, two times. Wow. One at a wedding. And one at, uh, in fact, it was Aunt Deb's, it was uh, Blake's wedding, Blake and Holly. And then the other one speaking. Wow, Dave. That's it. <laughs> I can't, sorry. Isn't that terrible? I'm not going to say that. Well, you know. I just, I like shorts. All right. Uh, today is also bathtub party day. That means uh, dry yourself a full uh, bathtub full of water. Don't let anything disturb you. Peace and quiet. Turn off your cell phone. Put on your favorite worship CD, not just your CD, and then you can't hear the doorbell ring or anybody disturb you and enjoy. I was wondering where we were going with that. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, come on. This, I'm telling you guys the most, the most significant thing is not that you do the Bible studies or so on and so forth, which are essential, but it's those quiet times where the Lord comes and reinforces and just says, yeah, I love you. Very important. You just go, oh, thank you, thank you. All right, today is uh, the recipe of the day. I don't know how this got in there. Recipe in the day for zucchini nut bread, which I like zucchini nut bread. I do too. Yes, kind of odd, but yeah, I love it. It's, it's different. Uh, 1932 German-born Swiss physicist Albert Einstein is granted an American visa. <laughs> and he made the most of it. I, he did make the most of it. Uh, 1955, Martin Luther King Jr. led the Montgomery bus boycott on this day. And most people that sit there and talk about Martin Luther King Jr. have no idea why he's a doctor. He said, what his doctorate's in? This is the kind of stuff that drives me batty. His doctorate, 
by the way, especially if you read any of his papers, is in systematic theology. Yeah, I thought all about the theology. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like the most important thing there is. And he's like, he just totally, you know, that's one of the. And I think keys. he got it at a young age, didn't he? Yeah, got yeah. it at a young age. But I mean, it's just like, it's, yeah. it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant, by the way, doctorate, just let you know. And then, uh, yeah, that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's all. Good job. <laughs> that's it. I don't need the rest of it. All right, let me go into this text. There's two things that I want to share on the rest of this text, and one of them is critical. And the, the last one is critical. When I say critical, you know I, I don't say that. I don't use the word critical a lot unless I'm criticizing somebody. Uh, this is critical, not this segment, but the next segment. So you definitely have to listen to this. But this next portion that he says, he says this. This is uh, Job in chapter 6, verse 8. He said, oh, that I might— uh, have my request that God would grant me my hope. I wish he would crush me. I wish he would reach out and take his hand and kill me. Now, listen to what he says in verse 10. At least I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. Now, here is something that I think gets missed tremendously. Listen listen to this text. He said, listen, and, and I want to know how many times it's been preached on. Not enough. He goes, at least I can take comfort in this. Despite the pain. He's not saying there's no pain, folks. He's not saying that. He's acknowledging the pain. He knows there's pain. But he goes, despite the pain, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. At no point when Job was going through his frustration of process, did he feel like the word of God was misleading, non-truthful, anything along those lines? He firmly believed. Listen to what I'm saying. He firmly believed that the words of the Holy One were absolutely the foundation of life. His, his comfort was this, despite the pain. In fact, even beyond the pain that I'm going through, even though I'm really struggling, and he does say I'm struggling. He's in the next line. He says, I don't have the strength to endure. He's like, beside all that, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. And that, my friends, that's like a, a, a key moment in this process. He's like, even though I'm going through it, even though I'm complaining, even though I'm whining, and yes, he shouldn't be whining, and yes, he has the example uh, of, of people whining. He knows he shouldn't be doing it, but he knows the word of God is true. God is faithful in what he says. God has never failed anybody in what has been spoken. God's promises are yes and amen, and for us Christians, they are yes and amen in Jesus Christ. And that's what Paul wrote. And it's like, just think about this, and despite the pain, Despite the frustration, despite all that stuff, I have not denied the words of the Holy One. He's essentially saying the word of God is absolutely true. The declaration of God is absolutely true. And then he says, but I'm hurting. That's what he says. And I think every one of us can go, oh, I relate to that. I can get that. All right. We'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. 
Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? This is David, who am I talking to? Hi, David, this is John. Hi, John, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. And uh, you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm actually having a, a wonderful day. And uh, you know, every once in a while you get some extra time in with the Lord and you just think, man, I can't wait to hear that trumpet. <laughs> I just can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I just right. can't right. wait. What's going on? Huh? Yeah. You want to know the answer to that, I guess, I do, huh? I do. And so this is a good one. How many times did the boy who Elisha raised from the dead, how many times did he sneeze? Seven. That is correct, sir. You are right. <laughs> a little unknown fact from a lot of people that they might not be aware of is that actually he, uh, so after Elisha stretched himself out, the child sneezed seven times. And then the child opened his eyes, which means that he sneezed those seven times without his eyes open, which is like, wow, that's bizarre. It's like, how huh. do you do that? I thought like, about it that it, way. Yeah, it's like, how would you do, I mean, how do you, I mean, <clears throat> My eyes go in the back of my head when I sneeze. I just don't know how that well, didn't didn't uh, he lie prostrate across yes, him? Yes, and... correct. That is exactly well, then, what he I, did. I thought, okay, if he was sneezing, was he sneezing in Elijah's face? That's an excellent question. I do not have that answer, but I you have <laughs> we'll to have sit to there and the wonder. To find that one out, huh? Yeah, I mean the prophets <laughs> went through a lot, although it. it <laughs> It could be, be a tough one. Excellent job, my friend. Excellent, well, excellent you. answer. Good thank to, you. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you as well. All right. All right. God, God bless. bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right. <laughs> we roll. We roll. That's a great question that he sneezed in his face. Oh, welcome back. To the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Quick shout out to, we have somebody who's on the phone, so we're going to have them call through. Is it the same person that called earlier? No, different person. All right, so quick shout out to uh, Deborah. Uh, I'm going to look into that information. Okay, that's my my answer. She'll know what it's uh, regarding. So we do private notes and conversations. And- we're here. This radio, too. I mean, this, this live radio. What do you want? Okay. Uh, somebody is calling, though, so before we do anything else, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Joy Ann. Happy Monday. Thank you, Joy Ann. How are you? I'm fine. I, I wanted to say three quick things. Um, first of all, we will be praying for Bert because we know how it is when, you know, a pet suffers. It just touches your heart so much. And thank you for sharing about him. And both your dogs are precious. But um, 
I wanted to also share, um, yesterday at church, we heard Dr. Tommy Barnett. Um, <laughs> I, Tommy Barnett? Oh, my goodness. That's an old friend of mine. Yes, and um, he he was so wonderful. Um, he, he was talking about how his church, uh, Dream City Church in Phoenix, Arizona, has just grown so much. I think his son co-pastors with him. I have to look that up. But um, if people want to hear that sermon about how they ministered to addicts and people caught in trafficking, I mean, they have the biggest ministry in the world to victims of trafficking. And I was so moved by that sermon and his humility. He's 85 years young and um, he just uh, he he just moved me to want to do more for people who are helpless, you know, the disabled. But anyway, if people will go to firstdallas.org, and and they will see the first thing that comes up are the recent sermons. And if, and the the sermon before yesterday, last week, was about parenting by Kevin Bautista, one of our fantastic term, uh, pastors. And then, of course, Dr. Jeffress is doing an incredible series on Abraham. So the week before, um, that sermon title was Two's a Company and Three's a Crowd. So I, I do have a prayer request in regard to that sermon title, Two's Company, Three's a Crowd. Do I have a minute for that? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, my husband, you know, who I love and admire, um, people know that we, you know, it's been hard the past few months, but he, he's planning to bring his girlfriend of five months to our vacation spot in the Big Bend, and it makes me so sad. I just don't know how to, how to handle it. I want to be, I want to keep praying. I don't want to be bitter. But would you all please pray about that? Maybe the Lord will thwart that. But it's a home we've shared for years. And, and just the thought of him bringing the other woman down is very painful. That is so sad. I'm so sad for you right now because it's so that's horrible that that, that would happen. So I definitely want to pray for you. And I want to pray that the Lord protects your heart because— the, the fact that you are even looking for prayer and not looking to take some kind of immediate vengeance or revenge on there, that just shows that you, that the Spirit of Christ is in you, okay? And, I, and, you. and, and I'm, I'm, I'm saddened, let me just say it differently, I'm grieved that sometimes uh, Stan doesn't think it all the way through that he what he needs to think through. Uh, but right. uh, but there's a part of me that's delighted in who you are in Christ, and so I just in that part I certainly I certainly can rejoice. Let me pray over you. I'm gonna pray okay. that the you know the Lord have His way. I'm not gonna tell Him what to do because I wouldn't know what to say to Him. But in that sense, but I know that God knows the best end result on that, and we're gonna believe that God will give you that. Okay, that's Thank the prayer you. we want to make. So let's pray together. Okay. Let's pray, Father. We come before you right now. And we lift up joy into you. It's just got to be so hard. And, and we, we connect with her in this frustration. We laugh with those who laugh, and we weep with those who weep. And this is weeping. And we just ask you, by your grace and by your mercy and by the truth that you are the God of comfort, that you would protect Joanne's heart. You would protect her mind. Jesus, she she's 
She's got that connection to you. You've, you've, you're in her life. You're in her heart. You're in her mind. You're working in her life in that way. And we're just asking that she draws all of her strength from you and that she would just find the right words, the right way to communicate. And, Lord, if, if it's permissible, then we would ask you just to change this situation so it doesn't even happen. Just like just let it be eradicated. It's not something ridiculous. It's just something we're asking you. Spare her the situation. If she's got to go through it, then put angels to her left and to her right. Fill her full of the Holy Spirit. And let her walk in the company and the fellowship of God. But, Lord, if it can be spared from her and removed from her, then let it be done. Let her find that freedom from that. What, whatever you allow, whatever you determine, we are asking you to sustain and support Joanne in this time. Let her know the comfort that comes directly from you. Let her walk in the power that comes from you in this. We are petitioning you, pleading with you to have mercy on our sister. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. David. And thank you for having the kind of show where we can be that vulnerable. And I will say the Lord is so kind. He's helping me not to be bitter, but just to be prayerful. And just having fellow believers just come in and bear that kind of burden is such a huge comfort. So thank you. I I received that. And I'll let you get back on to your excellent teaching. Well, we love you all. Well, thank we love, you. We love you guys back. And we just, just keep us posted. Thank we'll you. keep praying, okay? Okay. 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 Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Tommy Barnett. Boy, is this Tommy you know, it's so funny because with Joanne, she uh, she goes to Dr. Jeffress's church, and nobody knows this but me and Dr. Jeffress directly, but I'm the only person to ever get him lost taking him to a speaking engagement. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like you, Dave. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Pastor Barnett, Billy, Bruce, Larry, and I, before we everything got weird, we were the four musketeers, which you've taught a lot, and we were very powerful voices or whatever, and we were the ones he was teaching a witnessing class <laughs> we were talking during his class. This is when we were many years ago, so I don't want to hear about it, right? We were talking during her class, during his class, and he's like, he's like, okay, he goes, let's have the boys stand up, and he had all four of us stand up so that we would stop talking. He was trying to get us to stop talking while he was teaching, and uh, <laughs> that was so. My two great interactions with Tommy Barnett and with Pastor Jeffress is they kind of had both a disastrous engagements with me. So anyway, we had the four of us stand up. He goes, what did you have to share that was really important, boys? That's what Tommy Barnett said. So we're like, nothing, nothing. And he goes, okay, then you can sit back down and listen to the stuff, right? That's a good one. Yeah. Well, at least when we leave a mark. <laughs> we're good at it. Oh, that part's good. Okay. Uh, okay, so you guys know who you need to pray for. You heard, you know what's going on. You're, this is, this is, if you don't pick up that burden, that's going to be a responsibility the Lord probably would not be pleased with. You need to pick up that, that, that burden. I want to finish with this, just, just this last two minutes is all we got left, but it's really an important portion to this. At the very end of this Job section, he's going to go on a couple of different routes, but he says this, and I want you to be aware of this, and this is really important for all of you. This is practical, very critical advice. This is what Job said. I do not have strength to endure. Listen to what he says. I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. Okay, that is Job chapter 6, 
Verse 11. I do not have the strength to endure. I do not have a goal that encourages me to carry on. This is another phenomenal teaching hidden in the in the Word of God in the book of Job where we need to recognize that Job, in speaking this, is saying, I don't have a goal because a goal helps us carry on. Now, I understand when hope gets shattered and hope deferred makes the heart sick. That's specific. But when it comes, it says the tree of life. But there's not one person out there who's listening to my voice who, who should be, not one of you, should be goal-free. You should have a goal. And that goal and making that pursuit, that goal, whatever it is, I'm not telling you what that goal should be. That's between you and the Lord. You should have a goal that encourages you to take the next step because with no goal, that strength to take the next step is reduced. So the word. have a goal. Make it in partnership with God and step towards it. That will encourage you. That will help you keep going. And I do suspect and expect that our audience will be in prayer over this night for our sister and for all the people that need help and prayer. Okay? Pretty important, right? I think we would all say yes and amen. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.